Howdy and hello, welcome to this episode of Maximum Speed. We got a lot to talk about and all the time in the world to do it. Last week we talked about round 17 of Supercross going to Rice-Eccles Stadium in Salt Lake City. Now we have the championship, round 17. The big one, the 250 East-West Showdown. And 450 main event. Three champions to be crowned. It was very, very fun. Well, we start with Heat 1. It was exclusively a West Heat. And Cameron McAdoo wins Heat 1. Heat 2 goes to Michael Moseman. For the East Series. We then have the main event. Hunter Lawrence finishes in 3rd place. He was on the West Series. Colt Nichols will win. The 250E series because he finished in second place. As I said, he's the East champion. But now, who won the main event? And who won the East West Showdown? It would be the East and the winner, Jet Lawrence. He beats out his brother Hunter to win the East West Showdown and the main event. Congratulations, Jet Lawrence, for winning. The 250 East-West Showdown main event. But an extra congratulation goes out to the 250 East and West champions. Colt Nichols, bike number 64, wins the 250 East title. Justin Cooper, bike 32, wins the 250 West. Congratulations to those two for winning the 250 series. We now move to the 450 class. Heat 1 goes to Eli Tomac, your defending champion. He won it at, at Salt Lake last year. Heat number 2 goes to Jason Anderson in the number 21 Husqvarna bike. We now go to the main event. Chase Sexton gets 3rd with the number 23. KTM's Marvin Muscan gets 2nd. And KTM's Cooper Webb wins the main event at Salt Lake City and... The 450 Championship. Congratulations to Cooper Webb, your 2021 450 Champion. We go from Championship Weekend for Supercross to the five-show weekend for Monster Jam at the Mississippi Coast Coliseum in Blixie. Five shows throughout the weekend, and it was really not close. It was Kristen Anderson and... Tristan England and Megalodon being dominant. Here's the full lineup, however. We have Wolfshead, Kristen Hope, Slinger, Scott Hartsock, Bad Company, John Gordon, FTI Torque, Jack Brown, Megalodon, Tristan England, and Gravedigger, Kristen Anderson. Slinger and Scott Hartsock would win a racing competition. Then Kristen Anderson would win 10 out of the 20 competitions that weekend. Winning two race competitions, two two-wheel skills competitions, four donut competitions, two freestyle competitions, and two overall event championships because of all those wins. Tristan England, he wins nine out of the 20 competitions, winning two race win competitions, three two-wheel skills competitions, a donut win, and three freestyle competition wins. And three overall event championships. Congratulations to Tristan and Kristen for being absolutely dominant 
and Blixie. Monster Jam is off. Before they return with a two-show weekend. One in St. Louis. And one in another arena. That I exact... Yes. Just had to make sure. Greenville, South Carolina. St. Louis. Next weekend. Well, IndyCar... They had their doubleheader at Texas Motor Speedway. And it was a good one, at least in race two, not really race one. Texas is always regarded as a not ex exciting race by race fans. And race one, it wasn't close. Qualifying canceled due to rain. Race order based on your point standings, meaning Alex Pillow started in first. Alex Pillow started in first, but Scott Dixon took the lead early. <laughs> leading 206 to 212 laps and winning the the Genesis 300. So Chip Ganassi Racing in the first three races, two Chip Ganassi drivers get in victory lane. Very exciting there. This is Scott Dixon's first win of the year, fifth victory at Texas Motor Speedway, and second win in a row at Texas Motor Speedway. Here was the podium. Scott Dixon first. Rookie. Scott McLaughlin in second. He's not a rookie to motorsports, but he's rookie to IndyCar. And then third place, Pato Award. Three lead changes, 29 cautions at Texas. Race two was a lot more exciting. Uh, but there was no qualifying on Saturday, so the race order was determined by the finishing order of race one. So Scott Dixon starts on the pole for race number two. It's 248-lap Expel 375. Who was the winner? Error McLaren's Pato Award. He led the final 24 laps to win his first ever IndyCar race. Former Indy Lights champion, by the way. And uh, because of his victory, McLaren Racing CEO Zach Brown announced on Twitter that Pato will have a Formula 1 test after this season because he promised Pato if he won a race this season, he would get the F1 test. And he went on Twitter and was like, yes, the deal still stands. Pato will get to be in a Formula 1 test. The podium for race 2. Pato Award first, Joseph Newgarden second, Graham Rahal third. 12 lead changes, 35 caution laps. This time, we go to NASCAR, going to Kansas Speedway. It's the Trucks and the Cup Series. Trucks competed in the 140-lap Wise Power 200. Your winner, Kyle Busch, after leading 59 of 140 laps, winning stages 1 and 2. Five cautions for 25 laps, 14 lead changes. And a truthfully, Kyle Busch Motorsports has been dominant. And Toyota has been the only team to win throughout the seven race cups, truck series, excuse me, in seven truck races, seven Toyota wins, five wins in a row for Kyle Busch Motorsports. Very impressive there. Then for the cup series, it was the 267 lap Bushy McBush race. Yes, you heard me right. Who was the winner? It was Kyle Busch. After leading only 20 laps throughout the race. But he did win stage 1. Kyle Larson would lead 132 of 267 laps. Winning stage number 2. And uh, 
truthfully, truthfully, in a Kyle Busch fashion this season, he ends up short, finishing in 19th. Boy, has it been a rough one for Kyle. He should have a lot more wins. That should Denny Hamlin, just based on what they've have been finishing throughout this season. Seven costumes for 36 laps, 18 lead changes. And Kyle Busch now is the 10th different driver to win a race this season. There was controversy, of course, but this one, the boy fans, not happy. NASCAR, they waited 10, excuse me, 12 laps to throw a yellow for an uncontrolled tire. That was Tyler Reddick's tire. It gets uncontrolled. Rolls off pit road, lands in the infield grass, flips on its side. It will not move. Instead of throwing the caution immediately, because they they said that basically they wanted everyone to cycle through pit road. That's why they waited 12 laps, but uh, I, I agree with the fans in this case. You know, NASCAR, you gotta either throw it immediately or at least maybe wait two laps so everyone's out of pit road. Or don't throw it at all. It's it's that simple. You just... It's just annoying sometimes. And uh, But hey, that's the past. Let's not doubt on the negatives too long. It was a positive for Kyle Busch as it was Kyle Busch's birthday. May 2nd, Kyle Busch is now the 5th, he's the 4th driver to win on their birthday. This has happened 5 times in NASCAR, it last happened in 2009 with Kyle Busch winning at Richmond. So, Kyle Busch is very good on his birthday. So, if NASCAR ever happens on Kyle Busch's birthday again, and you want to get a good bet, I would bet that he's going to win that race. It's the birthday lock. We have an Indy 500 news. The 30, well, technically he's the 35th entry, but right now the race is up to 34 as the 51 team has announced that they don't have a sponsorship yet. So they might not be able to field the 51 car for the 500. But Andretti Autosport has announced their sixth driver to qualify for the 500. Who is it, you might be asking? Stefan Wilson. He will be in the number 25 car. This will be Steph's third 500 and fourth IndyCar race. Great to see Steph Wilson back in IndyCar. He led actually a few laps uh, in his last Indy 500, the 2018, running at the Indy 500. Now we got some IMSA news. Robert Wickens, former IndyCar driver, his rookie year, he has that horrible crash in Pocono. He... Truthfully, he won't walk again. I don't think he will walk again. He will, however, get to race again. He returns behind the wheel for the IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge, driving the Brian Herta Autosport Hyundai TCR machine. The car has hand controls, originally created for paralyzed driver Michael Johnson a couple years ago. We also have some Andretti IMSA news. Andretti Autosport has announced that they will be fielding an LMP3 car for the rest of the season. It will be Jarrett Andretti, son of the late great John Andretti, RIP, and Oliver Askew. That duo will be competing for the rest of the season. Good for them. 
We have some upcoming NASCAR races, and that's it when it comes to motorsports. It's throwback weekend at Darlington Raceway. Friday night truck series race. Friday the 7th at 7.30. Saturday, May 8th at 1 p.m. It's the Xfinity Series. And Sunday, May 9th on Mother's Day. Remember, guys, Mother's Day's May 9th. They will be racing at 3.30. All three races will be on FS1 and broadcast on the Motor Racing Network. Now, with that... We have finished yet another great week of racing. The show email is MaximumVolumePodcast at gmail.com. My Twitter, at MaxGSports, capital M, capital G, capital S, no spaces there. Follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Good Pods, Overcast, Stitcher, Radio Public, Verbal, and Spotify. Now, we need to finish with this. A three-time Indy 500 winner has recently passed away. Bobby Unser passed away this weekend. Uh, He was controversial sometimes (laughs) in the broadcast booth with his opinions and truly not really caring uh, for the repercussions, which is commonplace now, but at the time, (laughs) it was, I guess... Not very ideal. Uh, Bobby was liked by fans. You saw the outpour just on social media. I I don't have the best, uh, I guess, obituary for him. But uh, there's a lot of great people who have talked about uh, Bobby this weekend. And uh, Bobby, you will be missed. So we end with uh, that. So see you guys next week. For another episode of Maximum Speed on the Maximum Volume Family of Podcasts.